Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football Today. A show on the internet. Excuse me. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, team. How are you? Good. It feels like it's like three o'clock in the afternoon with how much we've been running around today. yeah it does. <laughs> like it does not feel like it's noon uh yeah so there you go today is thursday october 26 2021 28 days till thanksgiving happy birthday to julia roberts oh, nice. episode 1271 on today's show guys we have got the butt group guide we're going to tell you what to watch how to spend your entire weekend on the couch this weekend it'll be fun then uh, we are going to roll out the picks, my high school football predictions for week 10 of the Texas high school football season, and we'll round it all out by talking a little college football with our college football burning questions. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Coach Terry Crawford. Eight no Abbott Panthers. Rob Hadaway, Tony Blaylock, and Aaron Arbuckle. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, my friends. Are we going to do Buck Group Guy first? Yeah. All right. It's time to tell you how to spend your entire weekend on the couch. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to tell you how to spend your entire weekend on the couch. With the butt groove the guide. The butt groove guide. Um, so here's how it works. We are working out of the assumption that you have three screens at your availability, a television, a computer, and a phone. Mm-hmm. If you got more than that... Become a subscriber. Cool. Good for you. Um, but we will have uh, a lot to get to here. Because uh, it's a big, loaded week of games on Texan Live, as well as college action across the state of Texas. So let's start... Tonight, Thursday, Dateline, six o'clock mm-hmm. um, on uh, Texan Live. You can listen to Trevor Bullard call Katie and Katie Taylor. Now, Katie's a favorite in this game, but if you want to get some eyes on them before the before the season, uh, before we get to the playoffs, certainly keep an eye on that one. Uh, over at Pridgen, Tom Venny is going to have Cy Woods and Cy Springs. Um, that is going to be a, a an important game there in that kind of wild. District 16-6A. And with all respect to Tom and Trevor, they're clear out the big screen. 
because at 6.30, we've got Cy Ranch and Cy Park. Michael Silver's on the call, but our very own Greg Tepper making his color commentary debut tonight. Go heckle him. Look at that. Look at him. Are you so excited? I did some research and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. It'll be fun. Michael Silvers and I have been talking a lot, and we're excited about it. Uh, I just realized the game kicks at 6.30, so i got to hurry. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, clear the decks. Here's your butt group guide, 6.30, big screen. Here, Tepper's dulcet tones. That way we can all make fun of him on Monday uh, with how he did. Are you excited? You are? I am excited. No, Good. I'm really excited to do the game. Um, very excited. Are you, does... Here, here's a question because this mm -hmm. is how it was for me because that last time was my color commentary debut. It was really weird at this portion of doing broadcasting stuff to be doing something that I had never done before. Mm -hmm. Is is it that way for you as so, well? So I have done a little bit of color. Uh huh. Uh, in fact, I did some color on ESPN at one point uh -huh. with um, the um, International Bowl, which was USA Football's kind of big showcase at AT&T Stadium. They were looking for literally a warm body. Right. <laughs> and so I've done it a little bit. It's difficult. It's a different muscle memory, as mm -hmm. I've as I've, I've told you. Um, to me, I'm always of the opinion that, um, and I think you're kind of wired the same way. Mm -hmm. um, just research, research, research. Know these teams in and out. Know everything that you're supposed to do. Ask a bunch of questions. Sound dumb to the coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, and, and just get as much information as you can. That's going to help lead you to a better broadcast. And hopefully I'll be, hopefully preparation will make up for any sort of like, Absolutely. Like lack of talent. Well, and it's funny because what I realized after like you do the first half and then you're like, oh man, I didn't even have to think about what I was saying because no. it's all right there. Right. No, right I'm there. so excited to watch. Um, LP and I will be watching. Well, that's very kind of you. Um, I will also tell you um, another game to keep an eye on tonight. 7, 7 o'clock at Buckley Stadium. Tommy Yarish on the call on Texan Live. Belton... And Sh and Killeen Shoemaker, okay. Belton's at three and two in District Twelve Six A. Shoemaker's at two and three. Uh, Belton can clinch a playoff spot with a win. Shoemaker can throw a wrench in the spokes if they want to go out there and uh, and and pull what would be, I would say, a a small upset. Um, that game is at Shoemaker. A lot on the line there. So if you're into that kind of thing, then make sure you're there. Friday! Dateline! 6 o'clock, you've got Katie Maid Creek and Katie Seven Lakes at, Le at Legacy, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, 7 o'clock when things get really serious. Okay, big screen. I want you to do Katie Pato and Manhole. Mm -hmm. Pato, of course, sent a big message last week with their s just slobber-knocking win over uh, Fort Bend Hightower. If they beat Manville tonight, and especially if they beat Manville like they did with Hightower, watch Stinkin' out um things could get very very interesting there and you could start talking about them in big 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 terms so keep an eye on that one that game i want you to put on the big screen on your second screen and i can't believe i'm saying this i want you to have a task seat in north shore on your second screen <laughs> i know what a wild week i know um that game's going to be awesome your miles may vary if you're more of into six eight and five those are the top two those are the two yep. you got to have got to make sure you have that i probably don't need to tell you that uh, a task seat in north shore is going to be awesome it's going to be a lot of fun, so keep an eye on that one. And I think we'll have highlights from both of those games with like sound from the coaches and everything mm -hmm. on Bally Sports yes. Southwest, too, if you want to catch up on one of them. So things get interesting from there. Um, on your third screen, I'm going to give you a couple of options, okay? On your third screen, you can do Clear Springs and Dickinson. It's mm -hmm. a massive week on Texan Live, guys. Clear Springs and Dickinson. You can do Magnolia West and New Caney. That game's huge. You can also do Shadow oh, Creek and Pearland, Pearland. Yeah. which is huge. <laughs> 
You can also do at 7.30 the weirdo not week 10 non-district game between Wimberley and Grapevine. That was a makeup game. Yeah, they weren't. It was supposed to be Wimberley's bye week and they added it yeah. literally Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Both teams had an open date because I think they got canceled on. Yep. And they were like, you want to go? You want to meet in Belton? So they're they're going to go there. They're going to go uh, down there in, in, in or Belton, Robinson, somewhere. Yeah, they're in Belton. Or Bel Robinson. Robinson. It got Robinson. switched to Robinson. Yeah. So keep an eye on that one. That one's, you know, incredible. Um, you also got Cl Klein Collins and Tomball Memorial. So, like, look, Texas City PNG, I mean, it's a, guys, it's a, it's remote a ludicrous, <laughs> ludicrous week. I need you to be locked into Peyto and Manville. I also need you to be locked into North Shore and, 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 and Atascacita. The other three, you got, or the other third screen, you got your pick. Also, make sure you have a screen set aside for Valley Sports Southwest. Yes. There you go. Great. Good job. <laughs> Saturday! Dateline! It's a fun, fun Saturday. Of course, 11 a.m., I need you to kick things off on watching um, ba, 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 watching Texas and Baylor. Yes. Texas and Baylor is an 11 a.m. kick. That game is on uh, the A, B, and C. And so I need you to go uh, watch that one at 11. I believe there's one other game at 11. Yeah, uh, it's, it's Tech. It's, uh, tech. Oh, no, it's Texas State and Louisiana. Oh, okay. That game is on ESPNU for your edification, if that is your type of thing, if you're a glutton for punishment. Um, one o'clock is where things get interesting, okay? You got Cy Fair and Cy Ridge on Texan Life, mm -hmm. and you got uh, uh, Houston Memorial and, and Cy Creek. You can do that. One o'clock, you also have... North Texas and Rice. North Texas and Rice. You got the Sickos Bowl. Okay? Yes. Sickos bowl. Um, bowl. You can also watch um, Howard Payne and um, and uh, Harden-Simmons. Yeah, that's the game to watch. That game's on uh, HPUsports.com. You can watch that one. Two o'clock's where things get a little bit hairy because I absolutely positively need you to be watching Tomball and Klein Kane. That game's at two o'clock on, on, um, with Gavin Moritz on the call. I think Magnolia and New Kenny Porter could be fun too. Both those games are at two o'clock on Texan Live. 2.30. Um, so here's the thing at 2.30. If you want to watch an anxiety bowl, you can watch TCU in Kansas State. Mm -hmm. If you want to see Sonny Cumbie's head coaching debut, you can watch Tech in Oklahoma. Both those, games are two, the, both those games are 2.30. I don't know if I can highly recommend either of them. TCU and Kansas State probably is going to be the more competitive game, mm -hmm. but it's a huge anxiety bowl because if they lose this game, they are really, really swimming upstream to make a bowl. So basically you should watch the high school games because those are the mm -hmm. last games of the day on Texan right. Live. <laughs> Five o'clock, UTEP goes to FAU. Let's go. Picks up. Uh, as you will see in our uh, as you will see in, in our college football burning questions, UTEP has not fared well in the Eastern time zone. We'll see how things go. They, they can make history FAU. with it. Let's go. Let's go Miners. And then, of course, you got to clear out. Okay, you got to call ISO. Yeah. I don't care what you're doing. Mm -mm. Six o'clock, the big screen is reserved. Yes. ESPN2, Houston, and SMU. Houston and SMU is the game of the week by a long shot. Yes. And I think the winner of this game is probably the favorite to win the American Athletic Conference. Um, I think it is a, tr a tremendous matchup of strengths and weaknesses in the sense that um, – can these two secondaries the SMU secondaries has especially been troublesome Houston secondary is only okay uh, going up against all the quarterbacks who are really feeling it right now uh, strength on strength matchup with the offensive line for SMU going up against defensive line for or front seven rather for Houston awesome game it's a pick em game it is on ESPN 2 you need to clear out and make sure you're watching Houston and SMU on ESPN 2 the deuce 6pm on Saturday and that is how you can spend your entire weekend 
sitting on your couch. But groove guide. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Pickle, let's talk a little bit about our friends, the North Texas Honda Dealers. Dave Campbell's Texas Football has partnered with the North Texas Honda Dealers to honor community helpers from across North Texas. Texas is so fortunate to have so many great individuals that give back to their communities in so many different ways. Thanks to the support of the helpful North Texas Honda Dealers, we have an opportunity to shine a light on a few of these very deserving individuals. This week, we are honoring Larry Venable, uh, representing Garland High School. Larry, thank you for being helpful in your community, and thank you to the North Texas Honda Dealers for helping us honor you. Same thing with Steve Maynard over at Irving High. Uh, we appreciate you and everything you do in the community there at Irving High School. And thanks to the North Texas Honda Dealers for giving us an opportunity to shine a light on some very deserving, uh, uh, helpful, helpful uh, the help North Texas Honda Dealers, uh, their uh, community helpers out there. So for more information, visit texasfootball.com and what makes them worthy of being honored with this special, special honor. Pickle, we got another thing to talk about. Takis is the presenting sponsor of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Sustainability Champions Award, spotlighting influential kids looking to pursue a career focused in the social, environmental, and economic well-being of our future. Today's spotlight game features Rowlett taking on Garland. It's a big battle in Garland ISD. And we will be spotlighting two Sustainability Champions Award winners, Julian Brown Griffin over at Rowlett and Kyoja Johnson at Garland. Uh, Congratulations to them, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Sustainability Champions Award. And thanks to Takis for helping us honor these young young people and what they do uh, with their future, with the social, environmental, and economic well-being of our future. That's the Takis Sustainability Champions Award. Uh, presented by Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Before we go to the next segment real fast, I want to throw out there that uh, if if you're looking for something, another thing to watch on Friday, you can watch those 8-0 Abbott Panthers on the NFHS network. Oh. They ha- they'll have a stream of the game. Who's Abbott play this week? Uh, Aquila. Ooh. Ooh. That's... So 7.30 Friday, uh, devote a screen. <laughs> yeah, you can watch a little six-man action. Yeah. Watch the unbeaten state-ranked Abbott Panthers. How about that? Pickle! Week 10 of the Texas high school football season is nigh upon us. It kicks off in just a few hours. Um, You know, there's a lot of people out there who think, Tepper, why do you keep making predictions on these games? I think that. And I say, "Mm, it's on my contract, I guess. I'm supposed (laughs) to. Here's the picks for week 10 of the Texas high school football season here on Texas Football Today. Just two weeks left in the Texas high school football regular season. These are the biggest games yet. These are the picks. Welcome into the Picks, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Double digits here, week 10 of the 2021 Texas high school football season, and down the stretch we come. We are just two weeks away from unveiling the brackets for the 2021 Texas high school football playoffs, and you can sense that anticipation. You can sense that maybe nervousness for some teams who are trying to fight their way in, trying to fight their way towards district championships. A ton on the line in week 10 and in week 11, but first things first, we got huge games this week. We start in Iowa Colony. 7 o'clock Friday night at Freedom Field in Iowa Colony. It's the District 11-5A Division I showdown between the Katy Pato Panthers and the Manville Mavericks. Where are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, trench warfare. 
So I think that for all the skill position guys in this game, this game's really going to be one up front, especially when Manville has the ball. I think their offensive line has really grown into themselves, led by Tevin Shaw. I think that this offensive line for Manville is playing their best football right now, but they're going to get a big test this week, going up against Damian Sanford, Alexander Kilgore, and what is a very ferocious front seven for Katie Pato. The Pato defense really sets the tone for the Panthers, but the Mavericks offensive line is playing their best ball yet. So, when trench warfare takes place, which team wins out? Key number two, Manville's balance. So the offense for this Mavericks team is, I think, really remarkable in that they can beat you in a lot of different ways. DeMonte Seymour is the star running back for this Mavericks team, and he is going to tote the mail, uh, a guy that Peyto is going to have to keep an eye on on every single play. But I also think that junior quarterback Caden Smith has stepped up in a big way, really grown into the role. I think that he is playing some of his best football right now. And what you saw last week in their big win, I think, is indicative of what you can expect this week. This is an offense that is really humming, and they really feed off of each other, right? You know, the play action game is really important to what Manville wants to do, get a couple of their receivers loose in the secondary because you take one wrong step. So, can Peyto make Manville one-dimensional, or will the Mavericks exude that kind of balance that's made them so good? And key number three, Peyto's coming out party. So, Katie Peyto is in their fourth year of playing varsity football, and they're no stranger to success. The past couple of seasons, they've gone a combined 17-5. They'd be really good. But this year feels different. And it started last week when they took on Fort Bend Hightower and absolutely drilled the Hurricanes. That was a top 10 Fort Bend Hightower team, and they took them to the woodshed. It was awfully, awfully impressive. And now they've got an opportunity to do it to a perennial power there in Manville and win their first ever district championship. And look, I think if they win this game, you can make an argument that they're one of the favorites to make it to Arlington in 5A Division One. Coming out of Region 3, I think that District 11 is probably the power nexus in Region 3. I think Region 3 will probably be favored over the winner of Region 4, and at that point you're talking about punching your ticket to AT&T Stadium. There's a lot on the line here. That means a lot of pressure for Katie Pato, and they've never been in a position like this. So, how do the Panthers handle their big moment on the big stage? Who am I picking? I'm going with Peyto. I'm a believer. I think the Panthers have a legit chance to win the 5A Division I state championship, and I think they start to prove it this week against Manville simply because they can do a little bit of everything, right? What they did last week defensively was extremely impressive, but also quarterback C.J. Dumas had a fantastic game, and they're able to run the ball pretty darn well. Now, look, Manville is the team that's been here, done that, right? They've played for state championships. They're the type of team that when this big moment arrives, they arrive with it. But... I think this year may be different. I think this Peyto team is something special. I think the Panthers bring home a big win. So there are five matchups of unbeatens in the UIL ranks this week, so why don't we just talk about all of them? Let's start 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Tiger Stadium in Dripping Springs. As the Dripping Springs Tigers welcome in the Buta Johnson Jaguars, and what a story Buta Johnson is. In just their second varsity season, they have been absolutely outstanding. Their quarterback, Jesse Medina, has led a high-flying offense, but last week it was the defense against Seguin that stepped up big, led by Ashton Strasser. Now, that defense is going to have to be easy even better this week against one of the most explosive offenses in all of 5A with Dripping Springs led by quarterback Austin Novosad. This is going to be a really interesting matchup, and I think it comes down to who can get the most stops because these two offenses can really put up numbers. For now, I think Drip gets the win. 
7.30 p.m. Friday night at Royce City ISD Stadium. The District 8-5A Division II titles on the line in a battle of unbeatens between the Ennis Lions and the Royce City Bulldogs. Royce City has not won a district title since 2007. Ennis has won five since then. And look, this is what Ennis does. They look like a Sam Harrell coached ball club. The offense is playing exceptionally well with Jackson Gilkey and a running back D. Johnson. But they're going up against a high-powered and explosive Royce City attack led by outstanding quarterback Kenneth Spring and a big-time playmaker in Jonah Roberson. They have a big-time connection that Ennis is going to have to find a way to slow down. But Ennis is always great because their line is so good. Okay, They always win up front, and that is where Royce City is going to have to match them physically up front. I think this game is close, comes down to the wire, but I do think that Ennis brings home a victory. 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon at Tully Stadium in Houston. It's a battle of unbeaten for the District 17-6A crown as Houston Stratford takes on Jersey Village. Yeah, Houston Stratford and Jersey Village are both 8-0. <laughs> Did you know that? They're flying way under the radar. And, and by the way, as far as regular season games are concerned, this has got to be the biggest game at Tully Stadium in a decade. It's been a minute, right, since they've had this kind of high-profile game. But two great stories here, and I think that they, on paper, these two teams are pretty similar, right? I think they both have great underclassmen quarterbacks. Nash Rankin for Stratford going up against Adam Tran for Jersey Village, the sophomore. They've got playmaking defenses and good, sound coaching on both sides of the ball. I think the big question is, can Stratford match up to the team speed against Jersey Village. That's going to be the real key in this one. I think this game's pretty much a coin flip, but you know what? I'm feeling the Spartans. Give me Stratford. 7 o'clock Friday night at Robert Nail Memorial Stadium in Albany. The District 8-2A Division II title is on the line as the unbeaten Albany Lions take on the unbeaten Santo Wildcats. What a story for Santo. 8-0 for the first time since 1994, looking for their first district title since then, and they're doing it with defense. Guys like Elijah Pennington and Sam Henderson leading this defensive charge. They are also stars on the flexbone offense that has made Santo so dangerous. You know, for Albany, Denny Faith's Lions just bobbing along, happy to fly under the radar, but they're undefeated and they have been mashing people. Quarterback Cole Chapman has really emerged as a star for this Lions team and their defense, per usual, is outstanding, allowing just 5.1 points per game. Uh, for Santo, I think what they need to do is go on long, sustained drives, keep the ball away from Albany, and come up with some big defensive stops. I actually think this game has a chance to be pretty low scoring, but at home, Albany's awful hard to beat, especially with a district title on the line. Give me the Lions. And 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Owl Stadium in Odom. It's the District 16-3A Division II title game. As the Odom Owls welcome in the Hebronville Longhorns, let's talk about the quietest 9-0 team in the state. That's Odom. The Owls have rang off nine straight in their first nine weeks of the season, looking to polish off a perfect 10-0 year. And you can see what makes them so dangerous. It is the running game, led by Marcus Martinez and Hunter Dawson. The running game is averaging 327 yards per game on the ground. Pretty impressive. They're going up against a Hebronville team that first caught our eye a couple of weeks ago when they knocked off Taft in their district opener. And since then, it's been steady as she goes in the slot T, led by Joshua Almaraz at the running back spot. He is the real straw that stirs the drink for them. They also have a bend, don't break defense. They're going to need to win the turnover battle in this one, I think, because otherwise Odom will just grind people into dust. I think this game's going to go by really fast because these are two outstanding running teams. But I do think Odom finishes off a 10 0 record. Give me the Owls. But those are far from the only big games in week 10 of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round.
I like Allen over Prosper. Huge game on the Coastal Bend this week. I like Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial over Corpus Christi Flower Bluff. And I'm going to take AM Consolidated to beat Brian Rutter. Two teams looking to bounce back after tough losses last week. I like Cy Park over Cy Ranch. Huge rivalry game in Dallas ISD. I like South Oak Cliff over Dallas Kimball. Give me Argyle to take down Kaufman. Edinburgh Vela polishes off a 10-0 season with a win over Mission. Give me El Paso Austin over El Paso Jefferson. And I like Belleville to stay perfect with a win over Lamarck. Friona over Spearman. Give me Gladewater to take down Sabine. And I like Bernie Champion over Floresville. Huge games in 3A. I like Grandview over West. Give me Hallettsville over Columbus. And I'm going with Brock over Peaster. Harlingen South stays perfect with a win over Westlaco. Give me Henrietta just barely over Callisburg. And I'm going to go with Cuero to take down Smithville. Louisville beats Flower Mount Marcus in the Battle of the Axe. Give me Midland Greenwood over Snyder. And I like Dickinson over Clear Springs. I like Midland Legacy over San Angelo Central. Mount Vernon stays perfect with a win over Pottsboro. And did I mention it's a huge week in Houston? It's a huge week in Houston. I like Galena Park North Shore in a close one over Atascacita. I like Orangefield over Hampshire Finette, Poth over Natalia, and I like Magnolia West to get by New Caney. Roscoe takes down Lockney. Smithson Valley bounces back with a win over San Antonio East Central, and Quinlan Ford stays perfect with a win over Caddo Mills. Stephenville stays perfect with a win over Midlothian Heritage. I like Stratford to beat Vega, and Refurio stays undefeated with a win over Kennedy. I'm going with Timpson over Joaquin. Give me Vanderbilt Industrial in a close one over Edna, and a massive game in the Alamo City. I like San Antonio Johnson in a close one over San Antonio Reagan. Ton of speed in this one. I like Wascom over Elysian Fields. Wichita Falls Rider gets by Canyon Randall, and Texas City gets by Port Snatches Groves. I'm going with Winthorst over Petrolia, and Toller beats Bosqueville. Viter goes to 8-0 with a win over Huffman Hargrave, and in our six-man game of the week, I like Hermley over Ira. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games I leave out? Comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week 10 of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you. There it is, the picks, my high school football predictions for week 10 of the 2021 Texas high school football season. That is up on YouTube if you missed any of it. And as always, I guarantee I got at least one of those right. And, and don't complain that I didn't cover a particular region because I promise you I did. Like, go back and look. I do. I, I promise you I go through and I pick at least one game from every region. Anyway, uh, now time to get ready for a big week in college football by answering some burning questions for week nine of the college football season. Pickle, where are we starting? We are starting with a big 12 matchup as Texas takes on number 16 Baylor in Waco, 11 a.m. on Saturday. What is the showcase matchup Saturday morning in Waco? Uh, it, you hate to just make it about superstars, but it really is about what Baylor does with B. John Robinson. Um, this is in Baylor's lone loss on the year to Oklahoma State. They had a lot of trouble slowing down the running game for Oklahoma State, and they were able to grind out these long, these long drives. Um, that is kind of what Texas is in many ways built to do right now, uh, especially now that they're depleted at the wide receiver core. You get the feeling that they want to line it up and run it at them. Can Baylor slow down Bijan Robinson in this running game enough to keep them in it? You know, Texas is coming off of a bye week. You, you, you would think that that would give them a little bit of extra uh, oomph in this game. Uh, but McLean Stadium has not exactly 
exactly been friendly to them. Um, it's a really interesting matchup. What's the line three? Uh, I might be inclined to take Texas um, in this one. Maybe not outright, but at least uh, take the plus three simply because uh, I, coming off of a bye week, with a team with a, a, a special player like Bijan Robinson who feels uh, like the kind of guy that Baylor has had some trouble with this year, um, that would, to me, indicate that I would look lean towards Texas in this one. Fascinating matchup. And by the way, also, let's see if Texas's defense can wake up and make a couple of plays yeah. in this one against a Baylor offense that looks like it's figured things out. So well, things be fun. That's the other thing. Not only are they coming off a of bye week, but after coming off the like heartstrings of their previous two games, you have to think that Sarkeesian is saying, okay, yeah. <laughs> we need to wake up and this is a ranked opponent regardless of, of if it's Baylor yeah. or not. Yeah, it's one of those things that, yeah, it's the number 16 team in the, in, in the country um, and you can go out there and, and really get your season kind of back on track with a win. Mm-hmm. What's next, Pickle? Up next, let's go to Texas State at Louisiana. The line on this one, 21 and a half, 11 a.m. on Saturday. Can Texas State hold Louisiana under 225 rushing yards? It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. This is Billy Napier's squad there at Louisiana is a run-based offense, and they've got a number of guys uh, that they're going to give the ball to. And and, and kind of that, uh, it's it's a bit of an option type thing. Everything's a bit of an option type offense at this point. Uh, But they are, they're going to run the ball really effectively. And Texas State has not been good against the run. And that's going to be really the challenge for Texas State is finding some sort of stops uh, defensively. Um, Furthermore, I just, you know, Louisiana's defense is pretty good. And And that's going to at Louisiana. And it's at Louisiana. <laughs> Texas State's offense has really just had trouble with consistency, and so it's hard to think that Texas State can do something good in this game um, going up against a Sunbelt contender, a bona fide Sunbelt contender. Um, yeah, I like Louisiana. 21 and a half might be a little bit rich for me, but... Um, but it also wouldn't be necessarily surprising? Would not necessarily be surprising if they were to go out there and hang 38 to 10 on them or something like that. All right, what's next, Pickle? How about the most exciting game that we could ever draw up here? North Texas at Rice. 1 p.m. on Saturday on ESPN3. Spread is two and a half. Who is this game more important to, North Texas or Rice? And, like, this is, like... Ew. <laughs> like, you have to be a sicko to watch this game. This and guess who, guess who is a sicko? This is the sicko bowl of the week. Um, <laughs> listen to Republic of Football. They have a nice breakdown of this game. Oh, yeah, um, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so who needs it more? Um, so here's the thing. For North Texas, I, I, I think, I, I don't know if they've hit rock bottom. I don't know if they've hit rock bottom. This could If be they rock were bottom. to lose to Rice... That might be rock bottom, and that's not to say that Rice is some trash team because trash is, uh, they are you know Rice is certainly trending in the right direction coming off of that big win. Got to be brimming with confidence. Maybe they figure things out at the quarterback spot with Wiley Green, uh, but this is an offense that has not been consistently good, going up against a defense that has been consistently but, and yeah, something's got to happen. Like I, think- I, I don't know. This is this is as this is actually. A sicko bowl is actually a good way to put it because it is actually intriguing in a weird, sick way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like rice. As far as who who needs it more, I, I think rice can kind of say, you know what, we're not just a flash in the pan. And furthermore, their bull hopes are still alive. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think this is way more important for rice. I think yeah. the cards have absolutely yeah. been laid on the table that North Texas not going bowling. North Texas probably getting a new coach after this year. Like this seems like a done deal for North Texas. For rice, it's like, There's hey, we could get some it. momentum actually you going. Get a, you get a win in this game, and you start thinking about bowl games. Yeah. So I would say it's more important for Rice, although for North Texas, if you want to avoid hitting rock bottom, you, yeah. you probably got to maybe come out losing with a win. your coach right then and right. there. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, what's next, pickle? Up next, our small school game of the week, number eight, Harden Simmons at Howard Payne, 1 p.m. on Saturday. You can catch a stream of that one there. Um, what does Howard Payne have to do to spring a big ASC upset? So, so Howard Payne was one of the hottest teams in in the state, uh, one of the few undefeated teams before they lost last week. Um, What's interesting, Harden-Simmons is the number eight team in the country. They have that lone loss to Mary Harden-Baylor in a wild game. Mary Harden-Baylor, either number one or number two, I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, um, in, the, in the country. But the funny thing is that Harden-Simmons has actually struggled with the types of offenses that Howard Payne has put that Howard Payne has. You got a great quarterback in Landon McKinney, the sophomore out of Sabine. Um, this is an interesting matchup that if you are Howard Payne, you want to get this kind of trick them into a shootout and say, why don't we just cut the brakes on this game and, and, and go go nuts because the strength of their team is going to be on the offensive side. And how and Harden Simmons has had has had trouble facing teams defensively against teams like uh, like Howard Payne. Uh, I like Harden Simmons in this one, but if they're going to spring the upset, it's going to start with Landon McKinney in that in that that passing game, which has been humming for for Howard Payne even in their loss. Uh, the, the offense has been pretty darn good. That's a big question. This one is can they kind of dictate the terms of engagement in this game against? Ha- Harden Simmons. Fun game though on hsesports.com. What's hpusports.com? There you go. What's next? <laughs> Up next, we head back to the Big 12 as Texas mm. Tech takes on number four Oklahoma. Spread 19 and a half, 230 on Saturday. What is a reasonable expectation for Texas Tech the rest of the way? And if you haven't heard, their coach is no longer with them. So Sonny Cumbie is the new interim coach for the rest of the year. Um, you wouldn't think. Um, they've said he's going to be the yeah, no, that, that's the year. Something would have to go horribly wrong for them to go for an interim interim. <laughs> um, and yeah, the schedule's rough from here on out. Um, yes. It's real bad. It's real tough. And so I would say for Tech, it's to be competitive in all these games. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's reasonable to expect them to go out there and spring an upset, plain no. and simple, because they're going to be underdogs in every one of the last few games. I think a reasonable expectation for them is to go out there and not get your doors blown off. I think, you know what, if you beat the spread in every one of your games, I would say that that's a pretty decent show, measuring stick. Show us that you haven't quit just yeah. because you don't have a coach. Like, there has to be some sort of culture that someone can muster yeah. up there. Yeah, this is a real gut check time for the players there mm-hmm. and, and for Sonny Cumbie, who... Uh, presumably has hopes of, you know, maybe if things go well... Being in the conversation. Being in the conversation for the head coaching job, right? Um, He certainly got the ties there to Tech and things like that. Uh, I think that the reasonable expectation is to be competitive, is to not go out there and get your doors blown off by Oklahoma and this game be 77 to nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Go out there and be competitive. Show show that the culture is still okay. It's just that they need a leadership change. Yeah, like a a 52 to... 35, you know, like something. (laughs) Something like that, exactly. Show a little bit of fight. What's next, Pickle? Up next, we're sticking in the Big 12 as we go TCU at Kansas State, three and a half on the spread, 2.30 p.m. on a Saturday. Max Duggan, what is the over-under chances of 275 and a half total yards? Yeah, so I'm going to, you know, Kansas State's defense is not great, 
but they're they're kind of they're I would say average. And so going up against this TCU attack, which again has not been the problem, um, I feel like. They're probably the, the one thing that may limit Max Duggan in this game is I don't know how many possessions they're going to get because uh, the 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 clear strategy for Kansas State I would say is to run the ball with Deuce Vaughn and they go on these long sustained drives right uh, knowing full well that you probably can against this TCU defense uh, go against and, and and grind it out it's just a number of possessions that they're that he's going to get I'm going to take over I think he's going to get to about 290. I actually think TCU wins this game. Um, I think they're just they better. Need to. I think they're just better than Kansas State, and I think they're going to have a nice bounce back here. Uh, they need to because otherwise things get real dark in Fort Worth, mm-hmm. um, and it ain't just daylight savings. So yeah, I would say, I would say that I'm going to go over on 275 and a half. Not too much forward, somewhere between 275 and 300 is my guess for Max Duggan. What's next, Pickle? Up next, on a stat where I know that you got it, uh, we go over to Conference USA, UTEP at Florida Atlantic, 5 p.m. on Saturday. So UTEP is 0-25-1 all-time in Eastern time zone. How do they get their first win? Is this credit of uh, Adrian Shout Broaddus? Shout out to our buddy Adrian Broaddus. <laughs> I saw that. ESPN 600 out there in El Paso who tweeted this out. And... It's it is astonishing. A, it is a genuinely unbelievable stat. Yeah. I actually can't believe it. Um, that they have never won a game in the Eastern time zone. Um, and so, yeah, how do they do it? Now, part of it is they just don't play, um, obviously, all time. They play 26 games in the right. Eastern time zone. That's going two time zones over right. for them. <laughs> exactly right. Um, how do they do it? Well, a lot of it is going to have to start with their defense. Like, the way that UTEP is built right now is actually... You could give credit to Dana Dimmel, right? That yep. this is kind of what he envisioned: is that a hard-nosed playmaking defense that turns that, that turns you over a lot, and then you get enough from your offense, right? And that's kind of the name of the game for them. Gavin Hardison has got to take care of the football. I think they got to be plus two or plus three in the turnover margin mm-hmm. in this one because FAU's a pretty decent team. This is probably the best team outside of Boise State. This is the best team that that they faced. I also think there's a lot on the line in this one. Uh, they're coming off of a bye week, right? So two weeks to prepare. Hopefully they're, they're able to, to go out there and, and feel feel good about it. It's a late enough kick that there shouldn't be that much of a time zone difference. So that, no. you know, 11 a.m. kick might be a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and line up nine at a- 9 o'clock in the morning. 9 a.m. body clock time. Um, I think there's a lot on the line here because <laughs> I think if they win, they got a chance to host game day. Okay? Seriously, because then you think if they comes do, to town. Right. Uh, a lot on the line. I am openly rooting for UTEP in this game, and 100%. I don't feel bad about it. Um, I, I, I would love to see them spring the upset. It would certainly be an upset. they got to be, I think, plus two or plus three in the turnover margin. They do that, and they're in business, but that's going to be the key for them. What is next, Pickle? And finally, the actual game of the week yeah. here. Number 19, SMU, going down to Houston to take on the Cougs. It's a pick em game at 6 p.m. on Saturday, ESPN2. we got national TV there. Who do you got, Cougs or Ponies? Mike Craven will be at this one too. This is Man, this is a banger, this guys. Is, this is the this is the game of the year so far in Texas. This is clear your deck. Um, yeah, this is this is set up and pay attention. Go one screen on you. 
I've gone back and forth on this. Mm -hmm. I think the I think what's a, what's really remarkable about this game is going to be the SMU offensive line against this Houston pass pass rush. Houston is number three in the country in sack rate. Number three, SMU's offense is number one in the country in sack rate allowed. Okay, this is pure strength on strength. They do a great job of protecting Tanner Mordecai. Right, the secondary I still have some questions about overall. But what has really covered it up is that the pass rush, they have, they have absolutely manhandled uh, things up front with the pass rush. The question is going to be who wins up front there. I think I, think I lean towards Houston. I think I lean towards Houston at home. Uh, I think they get a big win. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Cougs in, in a tight one. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that pass rush is going to be the difference. I also think that the SMU defense, I still have some severe questions about, especially in the secondary. Yeah, I that think pass. Clay, I think Clayton Toon may be able to, to do a little things about them if he's got enough time to do it. Fascinating game. Game of the week by far. Uh, lock in on ESPN2. And it's so crazy because we literally were oh ready gosh. to put Houston to, to rest we're, after, we're, after week one. We were ready to body bag them, yeah. right? And like now... Holgerson's gone. There's no culture. And, and now, it's like, what? And now <laughs> I think that they may be the favorite to win the conference, if yep. they, especially if they win this game. Mm -hmm. um, fascinating game. I like... I'm going to take Houston. Houston by a field goal. I think it's super tight. Fascinating game. A Big lot comes down stuff. to whether or not Houston can get pressure on Tanner Mordecai. All right, there it is. There is our college football burning questions for week nine. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. A reminder, no show tomorrow, so we will be back on Monday. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can be your player of the year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today.